everybody, and a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to episode 25 of the He Hit the Bull podcast. As always, I'm your host, Matt Seda, and with me tonight is Max Blaha. Hello, ladies. <laughs> and Johnny DeFazio. <laughs> Hello, boys. <laughs> we are an equal opportunity podcast here, and as you can tell, we are jacked up. This is October 9th. We are recording just after the Dodgers ousted the Arizona Diamondbacks, and we are fired up here. He hit the bull radio. Sweet! As we said, since we last recorded, the Dodgers finished off a sweep of the AZ Diamondbacks. Uh, it was three games of absolutely stellar baseball by the boys. Uh, yeah, all three games, really well played, really well pitched. Obviously, some stuff didn't go our way, but we had it going when we needed to. The sweep was absolutely the correct result, and the D-backs didn't deserve to get a game off us. <sighs> yeah, exhale. Three down, <laughs> eight more to go, guys. Uh, my heart's okay right now. Mid-game, not so much. How you guys feeling? I felt pretty good throughout the entire day today. I'd say there are moments of uh, Friday and Saturday where I wasn't too great, but um, <laughs> but I'm good, man. I'm I'm pooped. I'm I'm glad that we have this week to kind of relax and recover. Yeah, I'm kind of sick of baseball right now. <laughs> so take a couple days off and then and then fire back up on Saturday. Y'all can't see it because it's radio, but Johnny doesn't look great right now. He is he's a he's almost I would call him a beaten man, but that's not true because we're victorious. Yeah. Max, how you doing? I'm doing great. I uh, it was a very stressful, not stressful series. Yeah, that was like we won three zero. We swept. Like we did everything right. We returned back to like summer form, and it was still very stressful, but not very stressful. Yeah, that was like a very stressful, uh, easy three game sweep, and it's clearly the right result, but. Man, yeah, I was like you said, Johnny. I was very confident all day today. Excited to watch the game. Excited to watch us finish off the sweep. And then the game started, and I immediately started sweating bullets. Well, it didn't have the the feeling that we've had in the past with like I remember when we swept the Cubbies in maybe two thousand eight, where every game we were just kicking their ass, and you just even before the game started, you knew we were just going to dominate. And I mean, we played really well, but it was still it was pretty hard fought, you know. Yeah, you got to earn it. The D backs, as much as you know, we dislike him, and as much as we get on them, they're a really really good team. So. Uh, had to bring it to beat them. We did, uh, and I feel really, really good. So with that, let's kind of get into our uh, NLDS review before we move on to the NLCS preview. Uh, so overall, right now the boys are popping champagne in the clubhouse. A lot of yelling, a lot of broing out. Uh, so guys, I gotta ask you. Let's get to the to the nitty gritty, the real talk. This is what everyone's really coming to us for. Who's the best in the celebration? Uh, Puig. Yeah, that's is it? Yeah. That's I think it's like, three. who is the best in the celebration that's not Puig? All right, give me your top three, because it's Puig, and then give me a couple other guys. Uh, Kershaw had a nice little pump-up chant there, so I'm going to go Kershaw. I don't think he actually drinks anything. Yeah, I think he's a kind of a square. I love him, but I don't think he's that great in the celebration. I'm going Kike. Kike yeah, is your, your celebration wild Kike was like doing a bunch of dances. Um, I mean, it's cool to see Red have someone Facebook Live behind him the whole way, but he's just one of those guys that's going to give everyone a hug the whole time, you know? Yeah, yeah, He's going to throw out excessive hugs to dudes, and it's just a little over the top. But uh, <laughs> And then Puig is just bouncing around like a maniac. Um, looks really fun. I'd like yeah. to be there. Yeah, you didn't really see too much of him during the broadcast, but I, Groundall looked a little grumpy. Maybe a little grumpy Groundall. I think he realized that he probably lost his spot. Oh. I know we'll hit on that later, but yeah, I, I some guy who's probably not going to be celebrating too much is probably Groundall. Yeah. The, the, uh, the interpreter, he was getting after him. Oh, Will, Will Aaron. Yeah. Will the Thrill. Yeah, Will the Thrill. Sneaky uh, party MVP, that's for sure. He's, you know, he's got nothing riding on it. This is all gravy for yeah. that guy. He's got no stress. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, all right, so 
celebrations in full force as for Dodger fans as well. Uh, so real quickly, let's just kind of go through this. Like we're gonna do a game by game breakdown here, but overall in the series, uh, who was your guys' MVP? Who really stood out to you guys? I think Puig hands down was the the X factor for me. I'd say honorable mention goes to. Uh, Belly just for his performance tonight, both defensively and hit yeah. a bomb. Defensively, awesome. all series, and then tonight at the plate for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go Turner too. I'm gonna Turner. He let it off with a, a big homer and was nails at third all, and then still getting on base. And I, what his NLDS average is like four forty. He's like Babe Ruth in the NLDS. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so everyone was really, really good. Also, shout out to the Arizona Diamondbacks for planning on losing uh, and having mounted police ready to guard the pool so they couldn't make my. Uh, my trending hashtag pee in the pool come true, but it's okay. I don't know if you saw, but one of the guys on the horses was Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Of course. But he's wearing a sling, so. Yeah, well, we did have some uh, Giants fans trying to troll Dodger fans, uh, shouting out that they should be, uh, the D-back should be throwing at Puig's throat, so stay classy, uh, Giants fans. Always Mm. good to see. Mm. Absolute bums. Uh, But all right, cool. Let's get quickly into the breakdown here. We're riding high, feeling real good. Uh, so let's start out. Let's start fresh. Uh, game three, Max. Uh, what were your main takeaways from this? You uh, Darvish was freaking lights out. Uh, we saw in the last three games of the series, I think, he, or of his regular season, he had like 21 Ks, one walk, like a .7 ERA, uh, and he carried that through into the playoffs. He was riding a really hard. I don't think he threw more than one forcing fastball to lefties. It was riding the curveball. Uh, it was hitting 97 with the or with the cutter. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's riding the cutter. I'm, I'm five beers deep. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, he, he was looking really good. Uh, and then I think Doc was uh, a little sketchy the little first two games. Yeah. But it was pretty nails this third game. Uh, pulled all the right levers. He was absolutely nails. And, you know, talking about you, Darvish, I think he pulled the exact right card with him, too. Uh, you know, the sketchy moment was he let him hit. Uh, and then he runs him back out there, and then Darvish immediately loses command. And they, they talked to, uh, I believe it was Andy McCullough talked to him before the game, and he was talking about how do you know when Darvish is on? And he said, well, you know, when he's on, he's on, he's lights out. You know he's not, he's kind of lost it a little bit when he loses command of the fastball to the arm side. And that's exactly what we saw uh, right in that sixth in inning. Forehead. Yeah, exactly. He let, the ball, he let the ball drift, and that's when they had the kind of the, off the knob of the bat, looked like he almost hit him, and then he hit him in the freaking head. Uh, and then, you know, kudos to Doc, immediately pulls him out of the game. Singrani comes in, induces a double play, and then and we're right back on the horse, and we're looking really good. So, yeah, Doc Roberts didn't have a great first few games. I feel like he made a few mistakes, which we're going to touch on in a minute. But tonight, he was absolutely nails and absolutely mm-hmm. lights out. So that was really good. Yeah, it was really cool to see him uh, consoling everyone in the dugout. It was uh, he's a leader, you know. The guys like him. They want to play for him. They, they trust him. You can even see, like, Ethier out there. Uh, they they all know their role yeah. and uh, yeah, eight more wins. Yeah. The other thing that I that I loved about this game too was the phenomenal approach, uh, oh. working the counts uh, right from the beginning. Yasiel Puig all series has been doing this, but tonight especially, mm-hmm. they drove Grinky's pitch count up really really high, really really quickly. He re- you know he got out of all those jams because we were what zero for nine, zero for ten. Still take the L though. I know we don't. Base. I know we don't uh, put pitcher wins and losses. We don't give too much credit for them, but how great is it? One, we got a sweep. Two, the losing pitcher is Zach Greinke. Yeah, that was like, come on. That was excellent. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but kudos to Turner Ward and that Dodgers offense for the way they approached every single uh, at-bat tonight. Really was one of the keys of the game, getting Greinke out of there early, uh, when they did. So, really like that. Um, 
Other thing I know we had, Johnny, you want to kind of touch on was uh, the excellent bullpenning we were showing. Yeah. Kenta Maeda, bullpen bad boy with the goatee. He's got it all cooking. Um, Love to that. That was also one of my hot takes from last week. Yeah. Uh, Morrow looked good uh, tonight. He shut him down. Nice, Super efficient. Good. And, then, yeah. and then Kenley, our boy, came in. Comes in, slams uh, the door. And just slammed the door on Goldschmidt, which yeah. is really cool. Yes. A lot of drama there. Yeah, it was really good. And, you know, yeah, again, stud of the night. Bellinger, phenomenal defense, that great catch over the railing, uh, and then obviously getting off the schneid and actually showing up to the postseason and hitting a dinger. So that's a big thing for us going into the NLCS, too, is you get his back cooking as well as the top three guys in the lineup. Now we're looking real, real dangerous. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, something else is, uh, speaking of bullpens, it's more of a lack there of bullpen that you didn't get to see Fernando Rodney all season. Uh, he's going to have a lot of arrows to use this offseason. Yeah, exactly. So. That's a full quiver. Yeah. Um, yeah, so game three, obviously great riding high off that dub. Uh, but let's go quickly back through and uh, let's kind of like see how we got here. So game one, Kershaw game, tense in the first, you know, back-to-back Ks of Goldschmidt and uh, J.D. Martinez is great. And then immediately starting the series off big with that Turner bomb. That was unbelievable. It was uh, – th- I was at the game. The stadium was extremely tense. Uh, I think – they went 0-2 to David Peralta to start the game and then ended up walking him. Yeah, uh, which so, you yeah. like never see a Kershaw lead-off walk. A lead-off walk, and then, yeah, Cade, those two guys, uh, the Turner bomb, and then Puig had a nice hit. We had a four-run first. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, Montejos were, were flowing. Yeah, the Montejos were flowing. That's great. You know, I love that you got you got to be there, Max, too. That was really awesome. I think, yeah, the big, the big issue uh, – in game one, with DR managing was leaving Kirsch in there for the seventh. It made no sense. His yeah. his velocity was clearly down. His slider wasn't breaking. You're up. I think he was up by five at that point. Yeah, and when you couldn't see from like being there, really is like you know probably is like his command was really really off. He yeah. was missing the glove a lot. The catcher was not. He was not hitting his spots. And it looked clear of like, look, man, you had six great innings, confidence building. Get him out of there. Like protect him. Don't you know? You know, some people are gonna say like, obviously, like. He's the man. He's got to go through the seventh inning. And, like, yeah, sure, I totally agree. But if he doesn't have it, which he clearly didn't, there's no point in trying to run him out there at that point. So that was a huge miss on our and, uh, on our on our part. I think he goes into the next game more confident just with our bullpen looking so good in this mm-hmm. past series. He probably thinks, okay, I don't need to carry him on my back. Kenta can be good for maybe one or two. Yep. Call it six, seven, and then eight Moro, nine. Yeah, oh boy. that's true. I mean, he can also, like, Four of those five hits. Kershaw only get five hits. Four of which were home runs. One was to Jeff Mathis, who like never, who has no power. Yeah, two so, of them were probably. Uh, even though Dodger Stadium's a, a pitcher friendly park, I don't down think the two lines, of them, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was these hits that went one feet over the left field fence or yeah. whatever that miniature fence is in left. Yeah. So. so either way, we got out of it. Got the W. Game two. Rich Hill. First inning struggles. Uh, you know what happened from there. Uh, he ended up going four. I think he ended up with like three walks that game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the big thing was Robbie Ray was just not Robbie Ray. That was awesome. Um, and not and getting to only see that Robbie Ray once in a series is yeah, yeah that was great. Sweet. Yeah, because you know the Diamondbacks had to use not only Granky who pitched the game in the wild card, but they had to bring in Robbie Ray as well. Uh, and he clearly didn't have his command. He didn't have his stuff. He you know. Hat tip to him. He gutted it out, but he didn't have his command, and it was really, really showing. So, mm-hmm. um, other big things there. Uh, you know, might have pitched well. Farmer had a good little pinch hit AB. Uh, kind of worked a wild pitch, I guess I'd say, scoring us, scoring us a run. 
got that game two win, and then again tonight, showing up big. You Darvish showing why we acquired him, shutting the door for five great innings, and then King Kenley closing it out. And now we're popping champagne. It's great. So yeah, Tony Watson, Tony Singrani. I think uh, two tones, baby. Yeah, Fred Friedman making the right moves, and uh, I think what was really cool today was seeing Bellinger. Uh, looking at video of what's the left chafing chafing uh before is at bat so like these guys these guys are bought in yeah i like we're, i love we're it we're prepared we're bought in and the mindset's really strong so i'm really really excited for what's coming forward any uh before we move on guys any other nlds thoughts Mm-mm. yeah uh the d-backs are gonna hate us even more and i love it good i can't wait it's yeah. awesome uh all right so good night d-backs can't wait to not talk about you guys anymore let's move on nlcs preview who, do you, who would you guys rather play, and who do you guys think we're actually going to play? Uh, Cubs to both. Yeah. Um, I, I, wanna, I want the Cubs again, and I think that we're actually going to play them just because yeah, I think they're the Nats are kind of folding, too. but uh, the Nats are kind of scary to me, to be honest, and so I want the Cubbies. Yeah, I want the Cubbies too. Hopefully it goes five and it kind of – we get another advantage where they have to burn all their pitchers in that, in that elimination game, and then we get like kind of a, a wonky yeah. – uh, Kershaw versus well, probably Lester, who isn't the same Lester of years past. But, yep. uh, yeah, I want the Cubs. Uh, I want redemption on last year. I don't think they're as good as the Nats. And, uh, yeah, Dodger Stadium, four games uh, out of seven, I, I like our odds. I like our chances, too. Yeah, I want the Cubs, too. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And we took out the D-backs, who are clearly the class of the uh, NL that didn't win their division. And now I want the Cubs. I want to go through them. I want to avenge last year. And yeah, just make an absolute statement. So really excited about that. I think a few things we got to talk about going into the NLCS then, you know, I feel good about us against the Cubs, but Austin Barnes tonight getting a start against a righty, uh, getting the start against Grinky, normally coming into the playoffs. We thought he'd start against lefties, Grandall against righties. Barnes is taking this job, do you think, completely? I think completely. Uh, his at-bats are – it's not even a question that he looks so much better at the plate than Grandal. He had a home uh, run tonight. Like. Yeah. I think like, the biggest is, like, does he – one, does he frame as well? Two, does he handle uh, the staff as well? And he, he looked great. He was totally in sync with you, Darvish, all night. Uh, I, I don't see how you can start Grandal. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and the one thing is, like, Barnes's defense is, is – much, much better. His pitch framing, particularly, might not be exactly as well, but it's still elite in baseball. And you have no worries about pass balls or wild pitches with him that Grandall seems to kind of uh, allow fairly often this year, especially towards the end of the season. So, yeah, I, you know, I've been beating the drum that Austin Barnes is the 2018 starting catcher, and, and I think that he's like officially taking that job as of now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kent Maeda, weapon out of the bullpen. I'm hoping that this, Johnny, like you're a big Maeda guy. You think he's kind of like our kind of shutdown six seven guy now? Yeah, I think he's just our wild card can come in at any time and shut it down. Yeah, I love that. And then Max, you want to touch on some outfielders? Uh, yeah, Granderson. He's we're we're hoping that he kind of turns it on. He he had one nice base hit to right. Uh, is okay and, and left, but at what point do you consider Ethier a starter? Uh, or maybe even Hernandez Kike, and Kike in, in like a Kike. non-platoon situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it look, I mean, it looks like his at bats are okay, but nothing's happening from him. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah the, especially in game one, having him and Grandall right in a row, just an absolute black hole. That we were kind of worried that like the Jock and Grandall would end up being uh, at the beginning of the year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think like be, e- even 
do the Dodgers roll out the same 25 gays, guys going into this next round? As <laughs> these gay guys in this it's, it's next okay. round. It's 2017. It's sex positive. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Max, have a few more beers, you know? Uh, yep, and then, you know, like, again, two tones look good as the lefties. Uh, Luis Avilon, do we think he might come back? I haven't heard anything of him coming back from this kind of sore shoulder. Uh, I feel pretty good with the two tones coming yeah. out as our lefties out of there, you know? Yeah, they're more... They, they, their presence is better. Louis Avalon just kind of seems... Yeah, like he always like, seems like he's about to give up a five-run homer. Yeah, yeah, he's always, like, <laughs> limping. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, cool. And one other thing that's kind of coming out in these postseasons are uh, quick hooks for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of talking about it's like, you know, one or two times through the lineup, it's all good for a starter, and then you get to that third time through, and then, man, the wheels start coming off real fast. So you guys are kind of th- talking a little bit as we were prepping for the show about innings curfews. What yeah. do you mean by that? I think Kirsch has got a six-inning curfew, so I think that means he's got to go to bed by the seventh inning. Uh, I, know what, I, think, I know what curfew means. but Well, I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Psycho Rich has got a five-inning curfew as well. Yeah. Um, our, our bullpen's too good to leave him in for too long, you yeah. know? Uh, and, and we've seen this before with old Kirsch. I hate to bring it up, and I hate to talk about it, but, he, you know, he— people tend to get to him late innings. And so yeah. why not just have him feel confident, shut him down for six innings and then yeah. be done, you know? Go I agree. I mean, especially when you got to have a guy that can throw one or two innings like uh, Kenta Maeda. Mm-hmm. What you might also see for the NLCS is you bring Ryu up and he's your fourth starter. And then you have Wood as the lefty Maeda yeah. out of the pen too. And those are guys that can throw multiple innings. You can like stretch a game so you can really only need four or five innings out of your starters, and then you have those guys that can go through the lineup once or twice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they leave off a, a Baez or a Stripling. Oh, thank God. Uh, hopefully a Baez and, and bring in a Ryu. Uh, I don't think Kershaw's banned from the seventh. I just – there was – I if he's gassed, he should not go on the seventh. If he – is not on his A game, like, why put him out there? So, right. but he, yeah, game one wasn't yeah. on his A game, take him out. Yeah. If he's firing seeds, by all means, yeah. have at it, Haas. Yeah, you can't yeah. keep giving him the option of begging his way to stay because it's just, right. you can't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the thing when Roberts was like, yeah, like, guaranteed he's not starting game four, like, I'll stand up to him. And then, like, you run him out there in the seventh and just bend over and. <laughs> you know, then he gets piped, and that's not good. Yeah. Well, so, Doc knew that we were going to sweep, so he didn't need a pitch in game four. Right. It's, yeah, it's actually, you don't, yeah, you don't need to make the decision in game four if you win in three. Ah. Think about it. Think about it. Uh, so, yeah, sounds like the only changes on the roster that, that's kind of up for debate is that Baez spot, that 25th man. Maybe a farmer, but it kind of already seemed to... I like farmer. I like yeah. the way our offense is set up. Honestly, yeah. I would only put... A, I would actually prefer to have Wood as an option in the bullpen. Give Ryu a game four start. Um, oh, that's the only thing is if he's your number four guy, it's uh, what is it two three two? So then it's then it's uh, Ryu's definitely going to start in Chicago, which I'm not too crazy about. Yeah, it was warm this week, so maybe that's good. Maybe, maybe it's better than being cold. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They had much. Before. It did yeah. snow in Colorado, so I think like I think we got very lucky. But, yeah. One. That Robbie Ray and Granky got burned in that wild card game, and two that we didn't have to go to Coors and it was dumping snow in Colorado. They, yeah. they, they, they threw out a picture of their field today. Which oh my just god, kind of snow that was sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, cool. So look, I I think yeah, NLCS. We all want the Cubs, and yeah, I just want to take them. I want to avenge that game, and I want to go to the World Series and then freaking win it. Yeah. Uh, my one plea to all Dodger season ticket holders is go 
to the game and don't sell your tickets. Because last year when the Dodgers played the Cubs, it seemed like there was like 40% Cubs fans there. So please go to the game or sell me your ticket. Yeah, sell me yeah. the Dodger fans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if you are, if you are looking to get rid of tickets on the cheap, uh, he hit the bull at gmail.com or, you know, at he hit the bull pod on Twitter. Your boys will take you. It's all good. Uh, so, yeah, NLCS coming up. Feeling good about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here, it's the time you've all been waiting for. The Blaha Stat of the Week. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! So this one happened in about the sixth inning. Cody Bellinger became the youngest Dodger to hit a home run in the postseason in their history. And you know who he beat? Yeah. Corey Seager last year. And was, uh, he beat him by 75 days. So, uh, yeah, Cody Bellinger. Play the game. He went off the rails. Yeah, he did. Love it. Love it. So that's going to about do us here for episode 25 of He at the Bull Pod. As always, give us a follow on iTunes or SoundCloud for fresh episodes every Wednesday. Get us on Twitter at He at the Bull Pod and choose mailbag questions to He at the Bull at gmail.com. Thanks and go Dodgers. Roll on that NLCS, baby. Go Dodgers. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I haver, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who's havering to you. But I-